Take one modern lady mixed with classic sensibilities and a keen eye on what's news. A fellow at the Independent Women's Forum, Kelsey Bowler, exclusively at Kevin McCullough Radio. Well, you know, one of the things that I like to try to do is to always help people. In fact, on uh, Wednesdays, a lot of times we have uh, Shelly Goldberg with us who gives us some sort of parenting tip for the day. Former parenting reporter at New York One. But um, there's a piece of legislation that Josh Hawley has introduced uh, in Washington. And I, I have not read the legislation, so I don't know the, uh, the intricate details of it. But would it be appropriate to introduce a legislation that would ban children under the age of 16 from being able to create a social media account? I kind of care about this topic because my seventh grader and my fourth grader have both been bugging me. Dad, please let us start a YouTube channel. We want to start a YouTube channel. I'm like, I don't want you to start a YouTube channel. That's just me. I'm a curmudgeonly old father. Uh, Let's talk to Kelsey Bowler, who has been writing and thinking and advocating a lot for kids over the last year with her incredible documentary over at the Independent Women's Forum called Identity Crisis. You need to go see it. Kelsey, it's an interesting concept And certainly big tech has merited some need for parents to be very scrupulous about what their kids do. But is a national ban on children under the age of 16 the answer? What's your what's your take on this? Yeah, Kevin. Well, first off, I'm curious to hear more about how you've handled this situation inside your own household, because (laughs) my children are a bit younger than yours. You know, as a conservative, when I first heard about this, I thought, you know, it's really the place where we want the federal government involved. But then you have to um, look at different scenarios where there um, is legal justification, legal precedent for federal government to place limits on what children can and can't access. Uh, you know, R-rated movies, for example, certain types yep. of content online. And at this point, the evidence is so clear that social media is incredibly damaging to the developing brains of children that I give Senator Josh Hawley a lot of credit for starting a conversation about yeah. whether this is appropriate. I, you know, <laughs> it, it's it, in my perfect world, we wouldn't need the federal government to step in to enforce a ban um, on social media for kids 16 and younger. Of course, the age can and will be debated. Uh, but given the mental health crisis amongst our children and teens right now, given the evidence that we have about how uh, much social media is influencing the problems uh, that children and teens are facing, given the fact that these big tech developers in Silicon Valley themselves are banning social media for their own children while developing these types of programs that get other people's children addicted, I absolutely think this conversation is justified. Legislation is justified. I think a surprising number of parents would be open to it, but I do wish there were a better solution, an easier solution, where parents could limit social media easier and we didn't need this to come from the federal government. Yeah. Well, I think that there those those options you just identified exist. Obviously, parents can just say no, um, which is all I've done so but Kevin, far. Kevin, think about um, schools. Think, think about schools. So many schools incorporate social media where that's the for, that's the way they're communicating to students that's how they're communicating to parents they're not banning uh, social media inside schools 
And so it, it's, yes, it's possible. And again, I want to hear a bit more about how you're handling this in your own family. It's possible. <laughs> but parents face an uphill battle in trying no, to true. limit social media it's for true. their children. And in order for that to really work, those options have to be engaged. Parents have to be willing to say no and to mean no. They have to they have to be willing to take it further than just, um, you know, an idea of saying, well, we're going to say uh, no, no, you've got to actually like carry it out. And so in in my situation with my two boys and they're very creative and they want to one of them wants to make a YouTube account about chess. He loves playing chess. He's, he watches YouTube accounts about playing chess all the time. He wants to do his own commentary on that. Also, the computer that he has access to is a school-issued Google Chromebook. So they only have certain things that they can access on there anyway. There's, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that is not, and social media is not one of the things that they're allowed to access. Um, they, there's no Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, any of that. Uh, on the, I guess they can access some, some forms of YouTube. My, my 10-year-old, he wants to do full-on, um, uh, f- you know, funny videos. He wants to make movies. He's my creative. He really wants to just go all out. And I know that once he gets sucked into this, it's going to be a never-ending uh, thing for him because that's the way it happens for grown-ups that I know. Like once they mm-hmm. once they t- stick their toe in, it's like boom, they're gone. And um, I just I have been very, very, very slow to uh, encourage this. They they don't have technology. My my seventh grader has a phone with no internet on it, and he he doesn't like that. He's very upset by that. Um, now that's not going to stay that way for much longer. He's and I'm going to have to like figure out how do we how do we figure out accountability for what happens when you have a phone that has the internet on it. But I'm I'm with you. I think that this conversation needs to be had. And sadly, because parents aren't doing what they should be doing, I think that the conversation is unavoidable. Actually, at this point, right. And I don't necessarily blame any parents who, as of now, are not limiting social media because there's two problems. One. Uh, not every parent is aware of the studies, the evidence that exists to justify um, banning social media. Unfortunately, you know, the highly educated and again, it, it, people who work in Silicon Valley are well aware of the risks of exposing their young children to social media. But busy single parents, I mean, I can't blame them. Uh, you know, for giving their children access to social media. They they just don't have the time. They're not in um, that sector. They're not involved in these conversations to no fault of their own. Um, and so is, is there a role for the federal government to acknowledge the evidence that does exist regarding how damaging social media is to children and their developing brains? And yes, I'm with you. I think it's great we're having this conversation I am all here for it. Um, you know, if someone can propose a better solution to protect our children, let me know. Yeah, but we're all not, ears. You know, <laughs> right. But but if not, like, we, we want to protect our children, and we just know social media is so damaging to them in so many ways. Yeah. Um, and so if we can make it easier for parents one way or another to protect their children, we need to do that. I mean, the the real like evidence of this was in that New York Times piece last week about young girls and uh, social media interactions and the thoughts of suicide. I mean, it's just it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. the the impact that this stuff is having and uh, something needs to be done. So kudos to Josh Hawley for at least getting the ball rolling. We'll see where it goes. Kelsey Bowler, always appreciate you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Kevin McCullough coming right back. My final thought is next.